Hi, uh, my name is uh, Marco Rock. I'm the president and CEO of uh, Cassier Gold. Cassier Gold is a Canadian gold explorer. Uh, we have a 1.4 million ounce resource at 1.14 grams per time right at surface that is growing, uh, growing not only that tourist deposit, but uh, other targets around our district scale project. We have mine permits infrastructure already in place, social license to operate, a great team. And we get all of this for a 35 million market cap as we speak today. Marco, good to see you again. Uh, been a while. Um, I want to catch up for the end of the year for everyone's kind of disappears off to do their family stuff in this holiday period. Um, talk to me about you know the last three years. We've we talked on multiple occasions, talked to other members of, of your team as well. I was very clear then about what the plan was. How have things changed? Well, uh, well, first, hi, Matt, and thanks for having me here, and hi, everyone to, that, that is listening. Um, well, three years ago, I, I joined this company in, in June 2020 um, after a review from um, Doug Kerwin uh, that you know compared this asset to Fosterville, and he, he said he, he said that the, he saw the potential for in this project for three to five million ounces. That he really liked the high grade that we have at Cassier South, uh, and uh, on the back of that, we've we've drilled 5,000 meters in 2020. We drilled. 11,000 meters in, in 2021. We then in early 2022 did a, a resource update. Uh, we increased the resource on the back of those, uh, you know, 16,000 meters of drilling to 1.4 from 1 million to 1.4 million ounce resource. Um, and then since that resource update, we, we drilled 23,000 meters uh, in uh, 2022. And then uh, this year we drilled 16,000 meters. Um, for which we actually still have pending to release roughly, uh, not roughly, exactly 21 drill holes, roughly 7,600 meters of drilling. So that's that's been coming in the near future there. Okay, I, I know what you've done because I've read the press releases. I'm more interested in, in, in the why you're doing it and sort of towards what end in terms of the what's the plan? Not, not what's the strategy, but what, what's the plan what are you trying to be? Because it's been a really tough market for gold companies for the last three years. You're, you're not exempt from that. You know, your, your profile looks like a lot of companies. Well, maybe I'll tell you if it's slightly better than, than most, but you know, it's, it's, it's downward trend. You've got to have a plan say, look, we've got to stay relevant. We've got to stay at the table to play the game. We've got to advance the project. You've been raising money, just shy of 12 million bucks this, this year. To what end? What's, what's the plan? Well, the plan is to eventually sell the company for a very attractive number, you know, as they call it these days, to Great Barrett. <laughs> so our, our, our goal is really to, to exit this through M&A. So we're growing the company, growing the project uh, to a point where we can, you know, try to maximize the value we, we can get out of that. You know, I personally think that, uh, you know, I would like to see a number that starts with a B, but... Uh, you know, we're, we're very far away from that, uh, but we know the potential of what we have. Right. Yeah. But well, let, let's go there. Okay. You want a number of the B. That means you feel like you're going to be in this game for a long time. Uh, and therefore, that's a lot more money to be raised. So let's talk about where you're at today. 35 million market cap-ish. Um, you've raised 12 of that this year. You, you, I mean, are you, how, how quickly are you burning through that? What's your, what's your burn rate? So it really depends on uh, how big the 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 drilling program is, you know. But uh, you know, for this year, we've burned through roughly just under ten million. Uh, so it's uh, you know, it's 
Which, where's the where's well, it going then? Because like, the amount of drilling. Because you, you've got the drilling. You said five thousand meters drilling, right? But you've you've kind of got the permitted mill. You got some tailings. Sixteen thousand. You got a large land package. Yeah. Yeah. So, so tell me about where the money's going and why is that the best place for the money to go? Some of it, I guess, you're obliged to um, spend, and others, I guess, you've got to define how you spend it, right? Yeah, yeah. Most of the drilling is way towards drilling, uh, and uh, I mean, we've drilled over fifty-five thousand meters in the last three years, uh, roughly just under forty thousand since the last resource update. So, I was just, I was telling you in the beginning, on the back of sixteen thousand meters, we increased our resource from one to one point four million ounces, uh, and since that last resource update. We've drilled just under 40,000 meters uh, in 117 drill holes. And we still have those 21 pending, as, as I mentioned before. But out of those 117 so far, we only missed two drill holes uh, in significant widths above cutoff grade, which is 0.5, which is you know relatively high cutoff grade, especially for the Taurus deposit, which is right at surface. Right, but given this, this, this orogenic nature of it, it's very kind of hom- homogenous, low-grade stuff, you'd expect to be hitting hitting re- regularly. I, I maybe I'm oversimplifying here, but I, I want to come back to the you know how you decide in a market like this where people are finding it hard to raise capital. You, I say, raised just under twelve yourselves this year, so that's that's good going. But most people are struggling to raise money. It's expensive money when they do raise it. So therefore, you got to be mindful of the the best return on that capital invested. So. Again, just talk to me about the maybe targeting for the drilling. And again, is is it to the the, the end up we are going to increase the the resource, and that should be a catalyst for it. For it is is that it? That, that's the goal. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, when, and what's when you, the number thing you need to hit though? The number I like to 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 hit uh, is getting over five million ounces, which is what you know the biggest measures are. Basically, the corporate minimum they're looking for half a million ounces a year, ten years, getting to getting to you know five million ounces that's that's what i would like to get yeah that's eventually what, what about nas with 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 you know the next resource are you not going to put out a resource until you think that you can come back with a number like that or is it a case of continue to raise money to continue to drill to hit a two a two million ounce updated resource a three million i mean because because the market's changed a little bit one million used to be enough right you go on point point four, so that's good but two million seems to be the new number i suspect it's, it's only going to grow from there in terms of companies which are interesting to strategics or majors and their balance sheets, et cetera. So you've you got to have a sort of sense of how you play the market. And if you want to be, yeah, you've got to have a clue about you know what you need to present to the market. So h- how do you go about getting from where you are now to wherever you think it is that you need to be? Through drilling and continue to, to basically step out and grow the resource at the margins, as well as potentially the five new targets. You know, I... I, I we discussed the Taurus deposit that now is at 1.4 million ounces. Well, this is a early 2022 resource. We've drilled just under 40,000 meters. We've been stepping out and hitting consistently. We haven't found the edges of that, that system. We don't know how big Taurus is going to get. Uh, we know that it's likely to get bigger, uh, and we're liking what we, we see. But eventually, you know, that we'll find we'll, we'll start you know tapping out in terms of exploration potential, both laterally as well as at depth. Um, and, and, you know, to your question on, you know, how, how do we manage that dichotomy in terms of capital is expensive, you know, how we target, it's, it's really finding the right balance. Uh, and you know, the, the financing that we just closed, we, we just closed that inside of that financing, uh, uh, recently, it is really trying to strike that balance 
you know, we didn't want to raise 10 million bucks to have a crazy, at this current market cap, which in my opinion is extremely, makes the company extremely undervalued. Um, we didn't, we, we didn't want to raise and dilute the cap, raise $10 million to dilute the company, uh, just so we have a, a program that we believe the project deserves. So with this 2 million, we have basically, we're fully funded for a significant program next year. Uh, we're going to focus on mapping and sampling and, and potentially geophysics and uh, up to 5,000 meter program, or we can focus on some of the priority regional ta- targets, uh, which is something that has a potential to uh, find and prove uh, uh, another Taurus deposit. Because we have a massive land package, we have 59,000 hectares. Taurus just currently occupies a one square kilometers, one kilometer by one kilometer. We are obviously have been stepping out from that uh, from that small postage stamp, but you know, really, we we haven't you know we we've we've done for example this year in 2023 the first uh, mapping exercise, which is an area 30 square kilometer area around the Taurus deposits, um, and to to really start to fundamentally understand what's the true potential uh, of um, you know of, of our district. And that that I, what that means is that we've we've done that assessment in, in September. We don't have any results yet for that. Uh, that that's still pending. But that means that 95 percent of our land package hasn't hasn't prop, hasn't been properly evaluated. We're starting to you know although we already have a one point four million house resource, we're only starting to stretch the surface on our project. We know there's some very attractive areas because although most of our project has cover. There's some areas where we have some outcrop uh, in understanding the mineralization, both at the open pitable voltage torus deposit, as well as from the past producing high-grade veins underground. We have an understanding of what is the potential there, uh, and that's why we believe it, it's possible to get to, to those you know high numbers I was mentioning before. Um, but like we're, we're really only start sorry to scratch the surface. The, the truth is the potential could be a lot higher than what the number I mentioned. Okay, I, I want to talk to you about strategy because it, it, in a market like this, lots of companies have been sort of agile and nimble and thought, well, if this strategy isn't working, we need to come up with something which is going to be valued in a way that it's not being in the market. Now, and and some of some of the, what I'm about to say relates to sort of higher grade stories, but. You're starting with slight advantage. You've got the mill, you've got ore at surface, um, you've got yeah, you've got that on your side. Like, those are positives, I think, right? Obviously, you need to you need to re- refurbish and 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 the, the mill and, and kind of get that going. It's not a particularly big mill, but it might be able to kind of create some revenue for you. Now, you've you've obviously discussed this multiple on numerous occasions, and you've been questioned on numerous occasions about it too. Is that completely off the table? Because when you talk to me about big land package and you know going out and drilling, you know, you know, left, right, and centre, that sounds like a liability. The liability being, I've got to go and raise more money in a market like this to go and drill the heck out of these things to kind of drive that resource. But are you are you hanging your coat on that hook, which is we are going to just deliver a big resource? Someone will want that big resource, and then that can become their balance sheet problem, not ours. Or is there a bit of you thinks actually to finance this company going forward in a non-dilutory way, we can explore maybe some early revenue generation model in the shape of getting your um, plant up and running again? Yeah, no, that's a great question, and it's really 
you know, something that is very relevant for Cassier. And that's something that makes Cassier very unique. You know, the t- traditional model for exploration companies, and, you know, you drill, 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 you find, you know, we find, uh, you know, we have a discovery, you find a deposit in the middle of nowhere, and then you find a way to pay for all the capex, including infrastructure, roads, power. We, we already have a provincial highway bisecting our property, as you mentioned. We already have two MindZac permits, one MindZac permit in and around Taurus, covering most of the Taurus deposit, which is growing. Um, and we also have a MindZac permit at Table Mountain, which is in the Cassier South High Great Plains, which is a, a mine per, MindZac permit that covers roughly 21 square kilometers. Uh, now, the mill that you mentioned uh, is a 300 ton per day mill, which is in relatively good shape. Uh, it's uh, it, it's 300 ton per day. So because of the size, it's only valuable for the high grade. And, and that's, that's where the strategic optionality uh, comes in. And uh, so there's historical production uh, from the Castor South area of 315,000 ounces. Uh, from you know, 15 portals, there's 25 kilometers of underground workings there. And those main systems are open along strike. And actually, we've been extending them very, very successfully. Um, but for example, the main mine uh, has produced 150,000 ounces at uh, set re- over 17 grams per ton. Uh, so, you know, that's that's very high grade. If we're putting 20 grams per ton through that mill, that mill could be spitting out 50, 60, 70,000 ounces a year. So that is the strategic optionality that we have as a company that most exploration companies don't have because we have the permits, we have the infrastructure, uh, we have the mill, um, and uh, we have... Uh, uh, drilled and extended these high-grade paint systems quite successfully, and they remain open along strike and down dip. And there's a lot of room for blind discovery around uh, those paint systems. So there is definitely a strategic optionality to put that high-grade into into production ourselves. Now, but there's got to be a will to do it. I'm, I'm asking the question though, because it, it's all in it's you're in control of what you're in control of and i and we as shareholders need to understand how you're thinking about this one that option's always been there for you but is there what i'm trying to get at is what how does the company view um its ability to you know survive this market was brutal let let let, i'm I'm not gonna we can jump into what how great next year is going to be in a second but if it's not so great is there the ability for you to deliver on that strategy is the ability for you to raise money on a near-term revenue model project basis in, in a market like this i've seen it happen elsewhere with, with high grade stuff not even as high as the numbers you're, you're mentioning here but have you got enough data have you got the intent at board level to do something like this if next year does not deliver on gold equities yeah i think there's certainly that potential and i think this year actually uh, the what what happened this year making you know the big you know reduction in evaluation that you know from the big producers to the mid years all the way to the juniors has led us to you know has pushed us to to really assess that we know that in 2010 the operator that has that had this project and that actually amalgamated the entire district that we control solely um wanted to restart production uh and uh you know they had a budget to refurbish the mill, which they did partially, uh, to rehab the underground workings, to add some infrastructure, acquire a fleet, working capital. Um, and, you know, that budget was roughly around $12 million. They, they ran out of money 
and uh, in the last basically uh, at at the top of uh, uh, the last gold cycle when gold price was dropping from eighteen hundreds all all the way down, so they couldn't refinance, and that's why we are so lucky to have the project now because they 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 had a cost overrun and they flat, fell flat on our faces. So there's a bit of a a, a flag there, red flag that that tells us like we got to be careful with this strategy. So you know, going into production is it's it's no easy task. Do we have the potential? Yes. Do we have people interest uh, interested? Absolutely. We have talked with financiers, with off takers that would be uh, interested in such such a scenario. But we need to see more exploration upside, and also we need to do a little bit more work. We've done. Uh, we've sent our engineers to the underground and checked the underground workings. We have 25 kilometers of underground workings that are relatively good shape. Uh, most of them self-draining, self-ventilating. Um, and the high-grade underground and mine veins, they, they, they start at the end of those underground workings, and they, we've been extending those very, very successfully. Uh, we also sent uh, our engineers as well as we brought in a consultant to check the state of our mill, which is also in relatively good shape. So there's a bunch of de-risking activities, uh, checking the mill, checking the underground workings. Uh, by the way, for example, at the main vein system, the underground working was driven as recently as 2010. And it's, so it's relatively new in relatively good shape. And it gets to 50 meters away from the endline high-grade vein at the main vein system, where when we drilled for the first time, we had a 4.8 meter intercept at 35 grams per time that's you know 70 meters away from the underground work so there's there's material there but we would like to build a, a, a high-grade uh, resource inventory before uh, considering such a scenario because you know most underground high-grade vein uh, mining companies they they don't have that traditional model of defining 10 15 year mine life and then they start to mine they have a rolling because it's kind of hard to define these high-grade veins from, from surface or even from underground. They just, you know, they produce, they, they drill, they produce, they drill, they produce, they drill. They have a rolling three-year my life that keeps on getting pushed forward. Uh, so I would like to see, I I, 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 I prefer not to be a hero uh, and, you know, try to put, you know, 60,000 ounces in production just to, just to demonstrate we can, we can cash flow and limit dilution. Uh, when there's a much bigger price to be had by maybe selling this company for a much higher valuation by building a lot more bulk tonnage analysis because the truth is a major is not going to buy us for a 60,000 ounce production profile. A major is going to come for 200, 300, half a million ounces a year for 10 years production profile. That's what they're looking for and they need it. And there's not a lot of projects like these in safe jurisdictions that have at the same time infrastructure as well, as well as already permits in place, as well as a social license to operate, which is, you know, without it, you don't have a project. Okay. So you're obviously, like you've through 10 million bucks, you said um, this this year. So you're obviously very confident, you know, I hope it's not wishful thinking. You're confident about the strategy of setting yourself up for acquisition, but who in the market is buying, you know, like it's 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 a, like I'm going to call it lowish grade type projects like this where you are right now. We've seen a few um, M and A um, projects you refer to. Obviously, Great Bears been a few mergers, um, and there's been some blow ups, blowouts as well. So you've got to have a sense of who's looking for what you're 
you might be able to produce 5 million ounce, but at what margin? Because again, margins are getting squeezed. The costs still haven't come back down. Salaries are still up. You know, not all costs have fallen back down anywhere near where it was pre, pre-COVID. So margins are still riding around the same. ASIC numbers are up across the board. Uh, whatever goals doing, the you know, costs have kind of kept, kept tabs of that. So what type of company, where, you know, where's the, where's the money, um, you know, and, you know, when will they be looking to kind of backfill their, their reserve type numbers? Um, you got to, you got to, you, 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 you feel to me, you're talking to me as a, like a confident man who's very clear that this, this, the old, uh, old Canadian strategy of, just drill, drill, drill to the edge of the envelope will will continue to work in a way that maybe some companies are thinking, well, perhaps it it, it won't. So where's the confidence come from? What's the, what's the data that's driving that thought process? Well, you, you look at the balance sheets of the majors and uh, what do they have? Uh, they have rapidly increasing uh, you know cash reserves. They have uh, rapidly decreasing debts, but also rad- rapidly decreasing resource and reserve profiles. And... Uh, you know, it, I think it's going to be coming from the mid-tiers and the majors. It's true, they haven't been active in the market, which for me is mind-boggling, to be honest, um, because, you know, they're going to run themselves, you know, to zero production, zero production. I don't know. I don't think they will. Um, I, they, they will need to replace ounces. You know, that's why Ken Ross paid almost $2 billion for, for a great bear, uh, because, you know, they, they, they need projects. And... The world is getting very small for Western mining companies. Uh, you know, they can't operate in Russia. Well, Ken Ross, again, they had to get rid of Kupol. Um, you know, uh, the Chinese are, are dominating more and more, and also the Russians dominating more. Africa, you know, you, you go to, you know, you want to go to Venezuela or to Guyana, which, you know, Venezuela, Venezuela now wants to invade, uh, you know, Safe, for me, safe mining jurisdictions are Australia, Canada, US, and you don't have a lot of projects in these safe jurisdictions. And I think, you know, they will be looking for these majors. We're going to be looking for projects in stable jurisdictions where the risk of being getting uh, these projects nationalized is low. Ideally, in places that already already have infrastructure, um, you know, because infrastructure is getting more and more expensive. And I think that's also been driving a lot of the hesitation. Uh, in majors, uh, because you know feasibility study from 2021 saying that you know the capex is 500 million. You know you brought you probably better multiply that by two. Uh, you know it's it, it's a very inflationary environment, and that makes the, re, the 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 infrastructure we have even more valuable because it's already there. You don't have to rebuild the road. You don't have to uh, you know rebuild the the power lines. You don't have to rebuild the portals or the other world workings. We already have a mill. Um, so, um, you know, I, I think that's where uh, the money is coming from, from, from the mid-tiers and the majors. Uh, it's very interesting to see what uh, Calibre or Caliber, uh, depending on how you call it, they went for Marathon. I think that was a very smart move. Uh, they, you know, just a few months ago, uh, they, they had a big scare with the U.S. putting, uh, uh, putting the country in Nicaragua in uh, kind of the... Uh, you know, risky list, you know, their share price kind of went to half, uh, you know, they're very smartly diversifying into, uh, into a safe jurisdiction with a, you know, with a, with an asset that's basically under construction. Uh, I, that's great to see. I think the majors and mid tiers should be taking notice because, uh, companies like Caliber are coming in and stealing their lunch. 
Um, you know, and I think when the M&A st cycle starts, it's going to get, you know, wild very, very quickly. And the valuations are just so cheap right now. They, they, they are. But here's the thing. And you made a great point there, Marco, which is, you know, there's a lot of companies, these, these mergers of equals um, going on at the moment because they're trying to de-risk projects, have, have multiple jurisdictions. As you say, you know, some jurisdictions which used to be deemed reasonable are now not, it seems. Look at Mexico, um, you know, and you, these mergers of equals are where perhaps one party's got a little bit more money, but the asset's not, is perhaps a little bit riskier coming together with, with other companies which have, are cash constrained, but have a, a decent asset. We've seen a lot of that sort of stuff. That's what I'm asking you in terms of what's the end game here? Because at 35 million bucks, that's a hack. And the burn rate that you've just demonstrated today, you're talking about today, that's a heck of a lot more dilutory raisings to get to a point where you're going to have a major interested in you right because you're going to need you are going to need five million answers and you are going to demonstrate demonstrate good solid economics i, I get the you know, the jurisdiction is, is good it's on your side there's lots of things on your side there's a lot of time a lot of money to get to that point isn't it better to see some of these mergers of equals or some of the smaller companies coming together to actually um you know ride the storm as it were but you know maybe see that kind, of the, the, that kind of, you know, one plus one equals three type scenario. Yeah, no, I, I really like the model of the, what Caliber did with Marathon. So, uh, you know, at the end of the day, these kind of mergers, they're, they're not really equals, but uh, I think they're a good fit. Uh, so I'm being nice. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so they, I think they're a good fit. And I think it, it adds a lot of value for the both sets of shareholders, in my opinion. Uh, and I think I, I would love to see more of that. We are in a very unique situation uh, because we have the potential to bootstrap. We're not 100%. Our main strategy, and that's where we committed for, is to uh, grow this company, grow the resources, uh, grow this project, and then sell it to a major. But we do have the strategic optionality to bootstrap this into production. And we don't have economic studies, but that puts us in a very unique position. Um, and you know we want to further de-risk this path more and better. Interesting times uh, because we we yeah because we don't want to we don't want to end up like pure gold. We don't want to end up like you know these com companies that or like our predecessor, uh, you know, trying to be heroes and then fall flat on our faces. Like we you know we we know the value of what we have. If you know while we can, we'll we'll, we'll go slow and steady. And the raise that we just did. Is exactly that, you know, striking the right balance. Uh, we, you know, ended up issuing, you know, seven million shares in order to be fully funded for next year. Uh, but with the optionality of like, if if we can see the the share price going up, and we, by the way, we did that financing at a premium. Uh, if we could see the the share price going up significantly, we could, you know, raise more capital and do a much bigger program and grow the company faster as well. Sure. And I, I love the theory of that, but it hasn't happened for the last three years for anyone. So, you know, I'm, my, my question is about what if we get more of the same next year? What are the options available to you? And I think we've, we've discussed, you know, a few, a few of the good ones here. Talk, talk to me a little bit, talk to me a little bit about, and I'm going to sort of leap away from the company now. Okay. I'm sort of interested in your view of, of the market. Let's be, be positive and say, well, 
we think the market's going to be good for gold next year. So again, what what, what do you know? You're you're an ex uh, markets guy. I mean, what what are you seeing? What's giving you confidence about where gold's going next year? Well, I think you know gold is doing its job. Uh, it's you know it's you know we, you know we crossed an all time high last week. It was a bit of a weird day. Um, it's uh, it's it's doing its job. Like in 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 the most aggressive rate hike cycle we've seen probably in history. Uh, you know, gold is still hold, holding well. Uh, we see a massive increase in central bank buying. Uh, we see a lot of buying in the east. There's a lot of gold flowing into China, into India, and uh, and and gold is holding its price even uh, with the ETF holdings being you know decreasing for the last twelve months. And you know, mo- most of the holders of ETFs are Western investors, so. Uh, that together, for example, with the much talked about uh, the Shanghai Gold Exchange price, which has been you know for for long periods of time has been trading at the hundred dollar premium to uh, LME or the COMEX. Well, and, and by the way, the Shanghai Gold Exchange is a physical market, uh, so actually, what you're seeing is physical gold moving to the east. Um, so. We're seeing the rising, the rising uh, economies or the, the emerging or developing economies uh, accumulating gold. Um, the West is accumulating debt, um, and um, I, I mean, I, 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 I've never been more bullish on the gold price. I, I think gold is is going to take off, but I think the, the fundamentally, you know, just this week, I think we saw Fed pivot. Uh, you know, two weeks ago. Uh, we shouldn't be talking about, you know, it's too early to be talking about uh, uh, rate cuts. Now, you know, rate cuts are part of the menu for discussion. Western governments, the U.S. government, Canadian governments, U.K., Europe, they can't take high rates because the debt levels are so high at the government level, at the corporate level, at the, at the you know, individual's level. Uh, and, uh, you know, Talking about uh, what matters the most, which is the government has probably bigger influence on the, on monetary policy, which it shouldn't, by the way. But that's another discussion altogether. You know, you can't be crystallized. You know, the U.S. is two trillion dollar in deficit. Uh, they're going to be paying two trillion dollars just to service their debt. The U.S. debt is spiraling from thirty three trillion right now. You know, they they can't keep rates at this level for too long. Otherwise, the system is going to implode on its own weight. So. I, I think we're in the path to to rate cuts. Um, I, I think the economy is starting to show some cracks, uh, and I think that's going to be, a, unfortunately, a wonderful environment for gold. And even the forget about the gold price, the valuations on the equities have, yeah, are are they have decoupled with, from the gold price from not only the juniors but the big producers. They're cheap. The mid tiers are cheap. And of course, the juniors are even cheaper. It's it's the worst that you know as most people in the in the space have seen this market. So um, I, I think it's going to be a good year, but uh, we'll have to see. Yeah, that, 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 well, I think the U.S. government's going to need a new credit card at this rate because <laughs> uh, they can't they can't keep doing this, but they do and they will. Um, yeah, no, that, that that kind of decoupling, um, of, you know, from what gold is actually doing. Uh, versus the gold equities is, I guess that's logical. You know, juniors are, juniors are businesses that haven't really started yet effectively. 
it's the companies that are actually producing the cash which are going to get some credit but that trickle down um is a long ways away it it, it feels like unless gold makes a momentous move next year uh let's hope it does uh but let rock i appreciate you making time for us certainly as the run-up towards um christmas i think the the the, the market slows down a bit so um thanks for continuing to work hard um, and sharing your strategy with us. Um, stay in touch next year. Let us know how you get on with your plans. And uh, come on, Gold. Let's see a comeback, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, I, th- I think Gold is going to do well. You know, thanks for having me. Uh, but, you know, even if it doesn't, like we can't control the Gold price. We're happy with this uh, with this Gold price. Even if it stays like this forever, you know, I, I say this sometimes, if, uh, you know, if you don't, if, if your project doesn't work at Gold 2000, you need a new project. Uh, we're happy with our projects. We're happy with the gold price, but of course, you know, if you can get some winner sales and uh, you know get the valuations, the the, the low value that's these dirt cheap valuations we, we're seeing, both from the producers all the way to the juniors, to get to some something more normal or even better, if we can get a mania in a gold price, you know, imagine gold price two thousand five hundred or three thousand. Can we imagine the excitement you could create in a space like ours, which is tiny? Uh, I don't know if you ever saw that um, that chart comparing, you know, market cap of you know companies like Apple or Home Depot to you know the entire market yeah, yeah. of the gold industry. It's it's a very small door, uh, and if a lot of people try to get into into it, um, you know, we could uh, we could all look like heroes. But you know, I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about the things that we can control as a company. I think we have a great project. There's a lot of ways to uh, unlock the value of what we have here, uh, but you know, having said that, I'm still looking forward to have a great, uh, great, um, you know, increase in the gold price next year and obviously in the valuations on the gold mining space.